Hey everyone, Matt Johnson here. Before we get into the latest episode, I want to mention the Certified Listing Agent course from Pat Hyben's Rebus University. Our own Jeff Cohn is one of the featured agents in the course. Jeff and seven other top agents sat down with Pat and went through their entire listing presentation start to finish and gave all their best tips and tactics. These are the guys closing 85% or more of their listing appointments. So if you're looking to up your game or you just want extremely high quality training material for your team, check out the Certified Listing Agent course at rebusuniversity.com. Just use Jeff Jeff's last name, Cone, C-O-H-N, at checkout to get a hundred bucks off. Thanks so much and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market, featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We're back with another edition of the Team Building Podcast, where you learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Uh, this is the operations-focused episode for this month. We've got a really fantastic guest who has a lot to share on the role of an executive assistant slash operations manager on your team, how to integrate those personalities together. We'll even get into salary and some stuff that is not discussed uh, in most other venues and uh, may be overlooked a lot of times. So if you are a mega agent, this is obviously a great episode for you to learn how to deal and, and uh, more closely work with your operations staff. But if you are an operations manager specifically or a marketing director or an executive assistant, or if you are just an assistant to a rainmaker agent and you are essentially the team, uh, you'll find something in this episode for you. And so let's first welcome in our own operations manager, Kevin McGowan from our flagship office in Omaha. Kevin, what is up? Hey, Matt, how's it going? Super excited with our guest today. I think we're going to have a lot of great content for our listeners. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to shut up and we're just going to let her talk the whole time. Let's do it. We're, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to take a break actually. I'm going to go run to the restroom and I'll just, I'll see you later. Yeah. Anyway, so our, so our guest is, uh, our guest is Margaret Smith out of the Seattle area. Margaret, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing awesome. So, so Phil and everybody, just a little quick background, who you are, where you are, and what you do. Okay. Um, my name is Margaret Smith. I'm the executive assistant for Pickett Street, like you said, out of Bothell, Washington, which is just north of Seattle. And I've been with the team for about four years now. Um, it's an awesome, awesome experience, awesome team, great people. Um, my background is actually in social work and art, so um, I bring a little different perspective to the team. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to be here and talk about operations, everything all about it. That's right. Very cool. So, so you stepped into this role how long ago? Uh, it'll be four years in November. Okay. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you mean by the term executive assistant, because you teach a class for KW about this, and you've been traveling a little bit and giving this this class in terms of how to deal with an e what you call an EA. But explain to everybody what you consider an executive assistant. Um, an executive assistant is uh, much, there's many different titles for it. They actually talk about that in a lot of different books. There can be over, I think, 165 different titles for that type of role. And so uh, what I like to do is add a lot of clarity to it because I think it's a lot, it's a, there's a lot of fuzzy lines there. And so um, what Jesse, my, the team leader of Pickett Street, Jesse Moore, and I have done, I've really um, spent the last couple of years talking about specifically what my job is about and what the description is and what the title is and everything. And, um, and so I am the main um, recruiter screener for the team for all positions. So I spend a lot of my time marketing 
working on the big um, picture items for the team, the team retreats, events, client events. And then I also think about the culture and how to um, continue to help people grow within the team. And so the executive assistant title um, slash operations manager, I also specifically assist Jesse with whatever he needs inside and outside the team as well. Um, so it's just, it's constantly evolving and I like that. It's a good challenge. Um, but I also really like to, in my class, uh, talk to people about how to add clarity to their job because I think that's a lot where a lot of confusion and um, difficult conversations can happen. Yeah, agreed. And Kevin, yeah. that's very sounds very similar to what your daily activity is, except I think if Jeff asked you to go get a bottle of water or pick up his dry cleaning, you'd tell him to go pound sand. Yeah, we're at that point now where, yeah, I think it probably it started off that way, but no, it's, it's developed into a little bit more now there. Um, you know, we have, we have a couple other assistants that might be doing that. But yeah, just like Margaret, you know, pretty perfect definition, operations manager, jack of all trades, you know, marketing slash this slash slash slash, you know, treasure, whatever it might be. So, um, so yeah, that's, it's perfect. And, you know, I myself have been in that role for about five and a half years now too. So, um, between Margaret and I, I'm sure we've got tons of great content here. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to make sure we clarify. So when Margaret, you, you speak of an EA, people know it's literally kind of anybody, um, it can apply, and the principles that you're going to talk about apply to you know pretty much anyone that's in operations on the admin yeah. side, but especially to an operations manager, that jack of all trades position. So let's get into that a little bit, because I think people are they're always looking for that person that they can turn over a lot of things to, especially if you're a rainmaker agent, you're looking for that one that one key hire. You want someone that's super super reliable. They're very systems oriented and uh, and all these things, but you also need someone that can handle your personality and you need someone that is self-starting enough to where you can tell them, hey, this is the problem that I need solved and they have enough to where they can go out and help you solve it instead of just taking a system you've already built and run it. And I think that's where a lot of uh, Rainmakers get into trouble. So from your perspective, what do you look for? Uh, like if you were to hire, if you wanted to step out of what you're doing and Jesse said, hey, I want you to hire your replacement, yeah. what would you be looking for? Well, I actually have somebody on the bench, and that's what I've spent the last two years looking for. And uh, nice. <clears throat> what I tell people, and I think we talk about this in a lot of different um, real estate classes when they talk about hiring, when you come across someone who's an A player, it doesn't happen very often. And so uh, I like my job is to basically get to the point where I don't ever have to talk to Jesse or ask him for anything throughout. If I'm not seeing Jesse in a day, it means it's a good day. And not because I don't like him or enjoy hanging out with him, but it means that I've done my job and I've gone above and beyond. And uh, I've built our relationship over the last four years. Four years, I've really worked hard at exceeding his expectations. Um, because once I do that and I build that trust with him, he'll, he can hand off anything to me and he now no longer worries about any piece of the business that he's given to me. And so the, the person that I look for is someone uh, who not only has, um, who's not only detail oriented and has great follow through, um, but has a particular kind of attitude, um, a very positive attitude and someone who is uh, just a go-getter and has their trajectory over their work career has shown that they are motivated and driven and uh, that they want, they want it as bad as I do. And which is pretty hard to match. Um, but so that, and that said, I've, I've interviewed a lot of different admin candidates and I rarely come across people who I feel are um, qualified enough to hand off to people that I know are looking for EAs in the area. It's just, I think it's a real lack in our industry. And so 
Um, I've been really focused the last couple of years on reaching out to people in law firms and um, banks and in areas of business like that, where I seem to find the best candidates. Um, Love it. Because I really would like to up the game. I think it will. It'll, it changes people's businesses in a dramatic way. Yeah, I think that's um, I'm, and just in the course of like getting involved with expansion and stuff with uh, with Jeff and our team, I've been thinking a lot about that. I think that applies as well to the sales side. I think that. Uh, we have a lot of the struggles that we have in real estate as far as attracting and retaining the right people comes from the fact that we are choosing from a self-selected pool of licensed agents who are drawn into the business for specific yeah. reasons and not always the best reasons. And now, yeah. now with the rise of teams, we're getting more systematic in the way that we are approaching business and we are trying to work with and choose our staff from a pool of people who have essentially said, I don't want a full-time corporate job where I have to show up from 8 to 5 and be accountable to anybody. And I, I don't want a boss. And I just want to yeah. run things how I want to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I, so I feel like the next step for us for expansion and for a lot of teams that are into expansion is to start to do that. So I love that you're yeah. finding and you're giving specific Looking the outside. Fields. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. So, that's so in terms of recruiting, like, yeah, well, how, how are you finding them? When you say you're reaching out to people in those industries, how are you reaching out? Um, so one of the things I've done is I've started a, a, a networking group, and so we meet quarterly. And it's just I've only met probably three times. Um, and then I act, I'm just, uh, I use my network. So I grew up in the Seattle area, and all my family's here, and I use that network. And so I specifically reach out to two of my cousins who work in those industries and we'll ask them for recruits when I'm interviewing. Um, mm, and then specifically Pickett Street, we we, uh, we have a history of hiring people that have not been in the real estate industry or have been in it for less than six months, specifically because they don't have those bad habits. And so like the guy that we're looking at in San Francisco as an expansion partner um, has been in real estate for about three weeks. So <laughs> Perfect, he's not tainted yeah. yet. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this, getting back to the, the personality of an EA, uh, in, in terms of the disc profile, are, are, you, are you a big fan of the new KPA? Are you a bigger fan of the AVA? And what's, what are some of those behavioral and values that you look for in your EA? Sure, yeah, that's, uh, that's actually been a huge uh, conversation piece for Jesse and I over the last four years. I'm a big fan of everything around personal development. So um, my disc is SIC and my AVA for those that people that know is a two, three, nine, six with an asterisk on the nine. Um, and so what we, what Jesse and I have done is we we each participate in all of those um, different assessments and we read as a team, we read a book and we talk about it every week at our team meeting. And it's just a constant, uh, it's a constant conversation. And um, what I like about them is that it brings up new pieces to the conversation and it helps us explore because Jesse and I are complete opposites, absolute opposites. And uh, there's, I'm sure there's nobody that annoys him more than I do. And there's probably nobody that annoys me more, um, but for good reason, because we think so, like we actually, he jokes about it in the class with me. He co-teaches it with me and he talks about how I speak a different language and it, um, he's there to interpret for me or to interpret for the agents. Um, and it's true because I, I shouldn't, I don't think like him and I shouldn't because I'm running a completely different part of the business. I'm not a salesperson. Um, and so the ABA and the KPA, I love the KPA. I think what the KPA did for me is it brought out, um, I'm not a high D I'm not, I don't appear to be very aggressive. Um, but in my personal life, I've started my own photography business. I got my master's in social work. I've accomplished certain things that, uh, I don't necessarily doesn't appear in my personality. And so, um, I just think it's really important to have those conversations because with someone like me, I'm not going to be the type of person that's going to bring up 
uh, things that I've done in my life or I'm not going to push my agenda forward. And um, I think you have to have those conversations to find out as much as you can about the people that you're working with because I, there's a lot that I bring to the table that um, people wouldn't necessarily think I did before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just based well, on the disc yeah. And I, yeah, I was just going to kind of say too, you know, even just before we started recording this podcast and we were kind of talking about your class and stuff like that in terms of saying, you know, you just kind of wanted more. And plus with your other side businesses that you're doing and all that kind of stuff, you seem to definitely be like a driver, you know, which is definitely a, a, a big piece of the, the D, in my opinion, in terms of the this test, you know. So you said that you're an ISC, but I think you probably have more D than, than you would think because of just that driving personality and, and go-getter and, you know, getting to the next thing kind of type thing. That's high D personality to me. And I know under this test there's, you know, the, uh, you know, what, what you would be in terms of your personal life versus at work and all that kind of stuff too. But, um, you know, I think um, for an operations manager for a team such as you and I, and this is probably going to be loaded. I've never said it before, so I hope I don't discourage anyone by saying it. But I think what we're really looking for is a disc. We are looking for a DISC, you know. You want the driver, somebody that you don't always want to have to manage because, let's face it, none of the Rainmakers want to have to micromanage, right? Yeah. They just want to offload it and, you know, let you take care of it from there. You want somebody who can talk to people. You want somebody who's systems-oriented. And then also somebody who can, you know, has that kind of, share, you know, caring, more emotional side, um, especially if you're in charge of people, um, like, you know, other people of your admin staff or whatever that might be. You're a lot of times an intermediary, intermediary between a Rainmaker um, yeah. all the way down to the lowest producing agent, you know? So it's kind of across the board. If you could, if you could find a 50% DISC across the board, there you go. You got it. But, um, but I know that this just doesn't really ex exist very much. And I, like I said, I don't want to discourage anybody if they're just saying a high SC, I'm not saying you have to have DI in there as, as well, but I think it kind of comes full circle wrapping back around into looking into other industries for that position. If the average person coming into real estate doesn't tend to be a DISC, so. Yeah. All right, so let, moving on from, from the behavioral stuff and into just the practicalities of this. So when you, when you talk about empowering the staff, empowering the executive assistant, let's say you have someone with the right personality profile, they have the right behavior, so you bring them on, you're onboarding them and things like that. What, what do you tell mega agents in terms of what to expect on that, writing that line between empowering them versus turning over things so quickly that they don't actually get done and they don't learn the systems correctly. What's that, what's that balance for you? Um, well, I try to help them by giving them a bit of a timeline for how it went for me because uh, not knowing anything about real estate and not being part of a for-profit business before was really different. And so it really took me about uh, a two years to really feel like I could get to the point where I made decisions without asking for Jesse's opinion on certain things. Yeah. And so that first year, was me jumping in headfirst. There was no other admin support in the business. We did 203 transactions that um, my second year, and that was Lord. really overwhelming. And I, uh, I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of that was where actually a lot of the tough conversations came between us because he didn't think he needed to hire another admin, and I was like, "This is I'm this is not the business for me if this is what is expected yeah. of a salaried person." Yeah. And so he actually put me in touch with one of Gary Keller's um, assistants, Mindy Haggard. And I talked to her on the phone, and then she called Jesse, and she was like, "You need to hire someone, or you're gonna, lose <laughs> or you're gonna have to hire your replacement that's gonna be quitting." Yes, <laughs> yes. And so that, that was that push and pull that a lot of people talk about. Like it was me pushing back on Jesse, Jesse pushing back on me, until um, we came to a, the realization that we needed to hire someone. Well, I knew that, but he came to that realization a little bit later. And so uh, 
and giving them a timeline a little bit and showing them like I had to spend that first year learning the business, learning the systems, seeing where the holes are. So I really believe in when uh, when you have a new hire or myself when I'm learning something, it's my job to sit back and shut my mouth and listen. And I spent that first year listening to Jesse, listening, learning about the business before I came in and made any sort of um, calls on what should change or what should happen. And so helping agents who are highly impatient understand that you need to give the, if you have the right person, just give them a little bit of time. If you don't see changes happening by the end of that first year, then I would be a little bit worried. Um, but by the end of that first year, I was already making an impact on the systems and on the processes and all those different pieces of the business. So I try to give them an idea of what the timeline looks like so that it's realistic. Interesting. Okay. So let me ask you this. If you had, knowing what you know now, do you feel like being licensed and doing, you know, what the typical agent does, you know, five, six deals a year, would that have helped you that much if you had had that experience before you came in and became Jesse's assistant? No, so I don't have my license. I'm not. I'm not a licensed um, admin. Never have been. And I, I, honestly, because I'm not in the real estate business. I'm in the business of building the business. Yeah. And so, uh, as long as I know the basics of what's going on, so that I can translate that in our marketing, I don't need to be in the day to day um, stuff at all. No. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That's the, I think the um, what we're all trying to, or what I've noticed that rainmakers try to shortcut is there they keep selecting oh, yeah. people from real estate thinking that because they've done five deals or 10 deals or whatever, that it gives them some sort of huge leg up and they'll have to somehow train them less and they'll be able to kind of hit the ground running. And I, I don't, I personally, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but it's nice to hear you confirm that the year will just come in and kind of hit the ground running with no knowledge of the real estate industry beforehand. And I guarantee you like doing 200 deals that first year with Jesse, that's all the reps you probably needed uh, to learn pretty quick what was going on. Uh, but let's talk about the relationship between you and Jesse. So what, what's the daily interaction? Like you talked about the fact that if you don't talk to him for a day, that's a pretty good day. So mm -hmm. when what, what's the structured interactions like? How often are you meeting and what types of decisions are you guys making together when you do come together? Yeah, sure. We have, uh, so right now currently we have uh, six people on the team, um, or actually seven people and two virtual assistants. And so we meet as a team every Tuesday from 10 to 1130. And then we have an ops meeting, which is myself, Jesse, and Katie Silver, who's the late buyer's agent. And we meet every Monday for an hour. And then uh, Jesse and I meet every Friday for my 411, which is our weekly check-in. Nice. So those, that's the structured times. Um, beyond that, it would be if Jesse's gone for any length of time and he comes back, it's always a good thing if he and I meet for at least 15 minutes the first day he gets back. Um, but otherwise, he does not. He's not a fan of schedules, which is many uh, many agents are not fan of schedules or having any sort of a like um, planned event. Don't, don't tie me down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I've really learned, uh, and it's just and that again happened over time. Um, I've learned how and when to approach him with certain things. If I need to, I'll build a little list of if I have actual questions that I need um, answered from him, and I'll work that around times when he's in the office. But he's. Uh, Typically here, all I mean, Monday through Friday between like 10 to 4. If he's in the office, it's in the morning. And then in the afternoons, he's out on listing appointments and meetings with other parts of the business. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, beyond those structured times, I, one of my goals, again, is to make it uh, – I, I want my position to uh, flow so seamlessly that, uh, like, there's just – I don't know. He, it, it, my job is to create less work for him. And so uh, 
I, when I come to him with questions, it's usually at one of those structured times. I just try not to do anything in between those just because it, I think it's more efficient. So and your, your goal is to make it so that you guys don't even have to meet, you know, because then, you know, you're doing your job well. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as we're meeting at those, the ops meeting, the team meeting and my personal like weekly meeting, um, then I'm good to go. Because if I didn't, I, I do think there's a lot of agents that don't meet at all with their admin staff. And I think that weekly meeting is super important because I have to continue to get things from his brain that he's not vocalizing so I can understand where he's thinking the business is growing next and what, um, to help me anticipate more of his needs moving forward. So what kind of what kinds of things do you guys go over in terms of like um, when you when you have those weeklies are you coming up with like you know um, action plans calls to action kind of type thing for you know the next week and then you kind of circle back around to that and see how those things went for that week or is it just kind of more if you have questions or you know I mean, what's a little just in some surface details what are the kinds of things that you guys typically go over in that meeting? Yeah, uh, so in my personal four one one with him we have the a 411 layout sheet, which talks about my annual goals, my monthly goals, and my weekly goals. And um, I really take charge of that myself. And so I come up with the next action steps. He goes over what happened last week and if I accomplished what my goals were for last week. And then we talk about hot topic items. And some of those ones that typically come up are uh, hires that we're currently trying to make or looking for. Um, a lot of the bigger projects, like we have a client event in November coming up for our annual pie giveaway, things like that. I uh, I typically just take care of myself. If there's an issue with a relationship with a vendor or something, I might bring it up at that point. Um, mm -hmm. Any issues with anybody on the team, anything that's come up uh, that we need to talk about, we talk about there. Um, it's usually a lot people related. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not so much project anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so, and then in terms of, um, like the, the decisions that you guys are making together, it's, you said more in terms of, of people as well, in terms of like where the business, where he thinks it's growing, kind of what the next steps are. So for you guys' team, based on the structure of what you have so far and the transactions that you're doing, where what is the next step for you guys? Our next step has been expansion for a long time, and I've been pushing for it and interviewing people for it. And uh, so we are a traditional MREA-style team, which um, the Gary Keller's book, Millionaire Real Estate Agents. We each Our, our unique value proposition is that we each – bring um, one specialty to the table and we focus on that as our one thing. And so for instance, Katie Silvers, our lead buyer's agent, she only works with buyers and uh, she would never work with a seller. And so uh, that just has really helped. I love our model, I love that model and it, uh, it works really, really well for us. And so um, for a long time now, we've just been looking for somebody to expand the business outside of Bothell. And so that's been our goal and that's exactly where we're headed, hopefully to San Francisco and then downtown Seattle too. And then, and then are, are you following kind of the traditional model where your home team specializes, but then the expansion agents can do both? They could do both of the uh, buy, sell, uh, buy and like with this side. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, right now the admin hub, myself and Sarah Trotsky will handle all the admin and the expansion agent will do buyer seller. And then they'll probably hire showing specialists first off the bat. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Cool, cool. Okay, so uh, so in terms of like training and resources and books and things like that that have been helpful for you, what would you recommend if someone was coming into an operations manager role? Because we've already interviewed a, a few uh, on the show here, and they have not been in the business for that long. I mean, we talked to, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Josh Stern's team in Salt Lake, but his operations manager came from an outside industry and has been in that position for, I think, what, maybe and now at this point, a year. 
yeah. uh, coming from maybe years in yeah retail, and so we're we're talking about somebody running the number one team in the state. Yeah. Uh, has been in real estate for a year, uh, so they have a lot of catching up to do. So, what would you recommend besides the obvious, besides the Red Book, the Millionaire Real Estate? Agent? Yeah. Um, so for me, um, specifically, I attend every conference that Keller Williams puts on. Jesse pays for me to go to every single conference, so I go to every family reunion, um, every mega camp. And then uh, I've gone to coaching skills camp, which is one um, specifically to help with leadership and personal development. And I've made it a point at each of those conferences to network with people that I meet via Facebook mostly. So for one example, um, Adam Hergenrother's chief of staff, Hallie Warner, I met her at coaching skills camp. And through these connections, through this networking, that's where I've by far learned the most and really developed as a leader myself. And then um, the other conference that I've gone to outside of Keller Williams is called Behind Every Leader, and it's the EAO organization, and that's a phenomenal conference that happens multiple locations around the country, and they bring in um, all sorts of admin and operations staff like uh, Michael Jordan's EA, um, EAs from Microsoft, Boeing, um, celebrity EAs from all over the place, and so I went to that la last year, and that really... Uh, I love perspectives outside the real estate industry because I think it can bring a lot into real estate from that. And uh, that conference was phenomenal. And so mm -hmm. I love that. And then I also, um, anything having to do with hiring, I go to basically, I just soak it up. So I'm a, a lot of the books that we read, um, Simon Sinek's books I love are great. I would say for me though, networking is what has gotten me where I am today. It's why I've decided to teach my class I've been on panels because of it. It's just, uh, it's really about who you know and the, your human capital, social capital. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. yeah, it's who you know that knows that you know what you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. All right, so uh, so tell us, uh, remind us, I should say. So Bothell is in the north end of Seattle. So first of all, how do people send referrals to you guys, and then how do they connect with you specifically? Oh, sure, you can send referrals to info at picketstreet.com. And then to connect with me specifically, um, just email me at margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, at picketstreet.com. Um, you can find us on our website, too. That would be great. Awesome. Love to connect. Yeah. Perfect. Very, very cool. And then what's, uh, what's the plan for the, the classes, and what, what do you have coming up with that? Um, my plan is just to continue to reach out, and right now probably look to teach one down in San Francisco in the California area, and then also um, on the East Coast. And so I actually, what I don't really, I don't have a set agenda for um, where I want to teach. It's more about, again, who I network with yeah. and uh, who I want to be a resource to. And so as people reach out to me, I schedule them as they come. Perfect. And, so, uh, and then is that the best way to connect about the class? Is that just to connect with you personally or is okay. there a separate website for that? No, just connect with me personally. Yeah. Perfect. That's right, awesome. awesome. I love that structure. Just be able to have that control over it like that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> And you have uh, which that control, which brings me to the next point, which is the, the whole team building workshop and the admin workshop and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So yeah. if folks go to our website, Elite Real Estate Systems, they can learn about the team building workshop where the mega agent can come in with along with any staff and learn all the systems and stuff like that. But Kevin, we want to dive a little bit deeper on the admin side of the team building workshop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's ran in conjunction with our team building workshop. So if you have a rainmaker that wants to attend, they can uh, absolutely bring their uh, administrative members as well. And they spend the whole day with me. So the team leader is kind of off with our team leader, Jeff. Um, and then in combination between Andy Cuny, our success manager with ERS, um, and myself, they'll spend a whole day with us where they'll go through everything. They'll see exactly how our flagship Omaha team is organized, um, what kind of systems that we choose to follow, um, how our admin staff is all set up, and 
you know, you can just kind of actually see me work throughout the day with all those different details. Um, and uh, a lot of people have gotten a lot of great value out of it. Uh, we've, we've done this now for the past several months and we do it once a month. It happens on a Monday. So it's really simple. You can just fly in on a Sunday, spend all Monday with us, fly out on a Tuesday if you want or come in earlier on the weekend. Um, and uh, in at least about a 12 hour workshop, you'll pretty much get everything that you would need to know. Um, not to say that we know everything, but it's just kind of an ideas brainstorming kind of type workshop. I'm um, just kind of so you can see how things are actually placed in action in our brick and mortar. So yeah, tons of different topics, yeah. a lot of good value. Yeah. And with managing 20, what do we have to 27 agents? Uh, we got 25 agents, five admin staff. So we're, we're hanging out about 30 people right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. So if you want to learn how to scale that, that staff up, especially and just keep it running smoothly, that's a great workshop for you guys. So check that out. That's elite real estate systems.com and you can go to the workshops page on that. But there's one thing that we did not get into, which I wanted to, and I want to take maybe two or three minutes to get into it a little bit. And that was salary. So Margaret, mm -hmm. there's, I, there's a lot of people and I've talked to somebody that started or was in on a market center in LA and his complaint with, uh, with the whole KW team model and stuff like that is his belief, I, and this is not corroborated, this is just his belief, that the cost structure of having to hire admin staff in a high salary market like a SoCal, a San Francisco, you know, maybe a Seattle or something like that kind of ruins or, or throws off the model. So what do you have to say about that in relation to like an EA's salary? Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of agents don't even talk about it because uh, they don't even want to look at it. It's almost too scary for them to look at or think about. But it's about doing the research first. And so, if you look at the Seattle market and you you can do some research and figure out what the median salary is, it's not that scary actually after you think about it. And when you think about the way your business will grow from it, it actually it's not even an issue. And so, um, we all uh, one of the beliefs that Jesse has and we share as a team is that we we really have found that we like people that um, will take a step down in order to go up. And so everybody that's joined the team, I, I came from, well, I was at the Seattle Art Museum before where I was making 36000 I left for that reason because I knew there was no growth there. I went to work for my uncle's company where I was making <coughs> 55000 with insurance with the promise of making eighty to ninety in the next year. And I went back down to 36000 to start at Pickett Street because Jesse promised me by laying out a plan that he could get me to where I was before um, in the next 18 months. And so I have found that the best hires are the people that don't worry about whether or not they're going to, they know that you're going to be fair. I knew that Jesse was going to be fair. I knew that his word um, was true and that he would get me to where I wanted to be. And then it was up to me to go beyond that. And so I, th I think all it is, is about laying out a plan about and finding out what they want. Cause for me, it's a lot more than just money. And that's part of the reason why I'm here is, the mission and vision of the team. I can make as much money as I want to make. Um, it doesn't have to be all for my salary. I bring in referrals. I uh, own a duplex. I can do other things in order to push myself forward that doesn't require an enormously high salary for the Seattle area. So it's all about talking through it and having that difficult conversation that a lot of people don't want to have and doing the research and finding out what the salary is because you can get some phenomenal people if you have the right mission and vision and things around it, um, the culture that they want. Gotcha. All right. Love that perspective. That's interesting. Yeah. Kevin, I, think that that I mean, it's when you see people, admin staff coming into you guys, do they, are they people that are taking a step down? Are they on the way up? What's the deal there? Um, you, well, we have, we've had a combination of both. Yeah. Um, we've had people, I mean, lateral moves. Um, uh, one hire that we had earlier this year, transaction coordinator took a little bit of a step down. Um, but then within six months, we were able to get her back to, to at least where she was with the promise awesome. of, 
more growth up there as well. Me personally, I'm a kind of a whole different story. You know, I came across Jeff when I was at my lowest point possible. So when he's like, oh, I'll just pay you that salary. And then we already started off fair and I could only go up from there. So I was, I was at least happy with that. Well, just be thankful you didn't work for, uh, for Frank, who we all know and love from, from Viral. <laughs> yeah, viral. Uh, so the, <laughs> he hired his, what is effectively now his EA, who is now VP of sales, hired him for eight bucks an hour off of Craigslist in oh San gosh. Diego. That yeah. makes over, well over six figures a year now. But he started off at eight bucks an hour because the same thing, he, he saw the opportunity. So yeah, yeah I, I love what you said, Margaret, because that, that really is what it comes down to. If you can lay out the plan, if you can show somebody that's an A player, look, we're going to get you where you want to go with the potential to go much further than that if you get in on the ground floor and you start with us here at this level and let's grow together. And that's, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for that. Kevin, you're a sucker for that. I think the right people are suckers for that message because we believe we have that opportunity, that abundance mindset. Yeah. If you get someone that comes in and their first question is, well, what's guaranteed? Yeah. You know, it's like having a football player come in and go, hey, what's my, what's my guaranteed contract part of my salary? Great. Let's, let's max that part yeah. of it out. Yeah. 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 But when you also wrap in the other piece of it, which is culture, and if you can really create that one-two punch for it, I mean, then, you know, you're finding somebody who, you know, fits your culture most importantly, in my opinion, and then, you know, the, the money and all that kind of stuff. Um, comes secondary from there as well. So yeah, well said. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap this up. I encourage everyone to connect with Margaret both uh, through email, and you can check out the uh, the website for the team picketstreet.com. Picket is with two T's, and then for us, EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Make sure to check out the workshops if you're interested in, in partnering with any of us on expansion. Reach out to us. Obviously, we've got a whole expansion page uh, on our website where you can read about the value proposition. You can reach out to Jeff or Kevin or any of us uh, about that potential and talk to us about that. Uh, and then just make sure to keep an eye out for the future episodes of the Team Building Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, make sure to do that either on YouTube if you like the video version or if you'd prefer the audio so you can just have it right here downloading automatically to your phone whenever you're on Wi-Fi. Head on over to uh, iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe to the podcast there. And with that said, guys, thanks so much, and we'll see everybody on the next episode. All right, you bet. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Margaret. Thank you.